You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Episode number 85. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now, your hosts, Jody Livingston and Chris Trent. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for tuning in and listening wherever you are and wherever this finds you. Thanks for making this podcast today a part of your day. If it's your first time listening and checking out the show, welcome. We're glad you're here. And if you're a returning listener who's coming back for more, well, welcome on back. Show notes today you can find at thelongerhall.com slash episode 085. That's thelongerhall.com slash episode 085. If you enjoy the show, make sure you subscribe to it wherever you listen to, whether that be iTunes, Podcast Player, Spotify, I don't know, wherever else you happen to find it. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to it there so you get it each and every week as it comes out. You can find Chris and I out in the world, the interwebs, social media stuff at uh, Chris Trent, Jody Livingston, the longer haul over on the Facebook. And of course, we would love for you to join our super secret podcast Facebook group if you'd like to. But don't tell anybody because it's a secret. <laughs> Except that we not. tell everybody about. Yeah, it <laughs> makes perfect sense. So, hey, uh, Jody and I are a couple youth pastors. Um, that podcast and we love the idea of doing this long term so both at a both long term as a career and also in our current situation so we uh, like to interview folks and have episodes that talk all about youth ministry for the longer haul jody um jody and i both been doing a little while ourselves and so that's kind of where this all comes from jody serves in california i'm in georgia we pretty much are rocking the entire United States at this point. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, we just need a third person that's like in Texas and then we would just rule the world. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, man, we, we like this. So uh, what's up, man? You good? You doing okay? Life good? Yeah. Yeah, man. Settling in, gearing up for summer, looking ahead a little towards the fall. Yeah. Got a, that long, long, uh, Long-term planning is important. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I'm excited about our fall. It's going to be good, man. Our fall is going to be strong. Hey, here's a question for you. Like, um, what's something like you're doing right now that you're loving? Like, what's something just like maybe somebody could get an idea, a fresh idea from something you're just that you guys are doing? And you're kind of new there. So, right? Like, everything's new to you, I know. But something maybe you guys have recently implemented that would be like, here's an idea kind of thing. Um, I would say like, I mean, recent, recent, right, is is probably our camp preview uh, night. So uh, this is something that I have not normally really done. Um, And so we we take a night where uh, we just do a big kind of launch for camp and make a big night of it we do it kind of over like on midweek kind of over top of where we would normally meet in place of that and kind of go all out to really make it just a fun night to to build some early momentum around camp we open registration for camp that night and uh, try to theme it somewhat similar to um, to what camp will be 
to, to a certain degree. And, uh, it's fun, man. It's, 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 uh, it's fun just to kind of have a night where you can just kind of dream a bit and be creative and, um, it, it, it helps. I mean, getting all that momentum early helps. Yeah. I love those moments whenever you're able to just sit back and play. <laughs> yeah. Cause you don't, you know, you don't often get to do that. I think, yeah. and, and you shouldn't do it all the time, I guess, but this night, this is really fun. And so, you know, we did like a little, uh, little music video thing and that we got together and kind of made, and then, uh, we played a game, like a trivia game where like junior high versus high school. And we had, um, a couple of guys suspended from the ceiling that we lowered. Like if your if your group gets like if junior high gets one right, then the high school guy gets lowered. And if the high school guy that group gets one right, then the junior high gets lowered. So we lowered them. Ah. Like I got into a hundred gallons of jello. Wow. That's pretty impressive actually. A hundred gallons of jello. That's a lot of jello. That's yeah, a lot a of jello. Creepy we, dream like that one time. <laughs> we were well we wanted to do pudding. But uh, I, I just remember you posted recently on one of the Facebook groups. Now you say that. Anybody know where you can get a bunch of Jello? I remember that. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was it. It was so we were at, we were looking at pudding, but pudding weighs a lot. Yeah, more than Jello. I mean, Jello is heavy, but yeah. So we did that, <laughs> and then yeah, this falls under the category of you might be a youth pastor. If <laughs> yeah, it's like nobody else is asking that if question. You know, well, I actually took the time to. Do a little math on the weight of Jello versus pudding, and Jello's the much better, you know, way to go. Well, so yeah, it is. Jello weighs up this. It was about eight hundred pounds of Jello per yeah per box, right? And so that's a lot. Um, how are you? So okay, ha- but how are you going to? <laughs> we have we had a cool that. There's a no 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 no. But how are you going to make it turn into Jello? It's got to be cold. No, they sell Jello wrestling kits. And um, you just add water. You can't eat it. It's not an edible Jello. Um, yeah, that's fun on the, the church reimbursement, right? Um, Jello wrestling. Oh my gosh. So we did that, and then um, you know, just had a really. <laughs> you know, I really doubt fun. churches are their are are their primary like customer. No, for sure not. For sure yeah. not. <laughs> for sure not. So we mounted a couple of Hold on, I'm not done making jokes in yet. the ceiling and, uh, <laughs> and lowered that because they had a switch and then we lowered lowered them from the ceiling. And then and then we just had like a few folks talk about like the impact camp made on their life and kind of this idea of like, you know, what if one week could change your life forever? Yeah. And uh, after. Jody, I, just had, I just had this thought about the fact that somebody tuned into this episode based on the uh, title of the episode and we're doing the worst intro <laughs> ever yeah to the most just, serious topic ever it's true <laughs> it's true welcome uh, to the show welcome to welcome, the show guys yeah, welcome to the well, i wish i could say this is n- not normal that's a little bit of youth that's a little bit of youth ministry in one minute you're playing with jello and the next minute you're dealing with something crazy you know, i'll put so. a link i'll put a link to the to the oh, jello in the show please, let's not let's not let's just not <laughs> okay i won't i might though but i might <laughs> <laughs> how about you how about you you do uh, well nothing that i'll top that i mean no, so, that's not true yeah that's not um true. well so this is this is other people have been doing this we just are finally catching up right um but we implemented the impossible shot um which if you don't know what that is uh 
check out uh, go over and check out the Download Youth Ministry Facebook group. Maybe join that group. It's a good group to join anyway. Um, and just tons of references to this thing if you if you haven't seen it. But long story short, we did a little thing where like, hey, if you bring a friend, both you and your friend get to take one shot at the impossible shot. Think of a target, small hole, using a bow and arrow, like a Nerf bow and actually it's a zing bow and arrow zing. pretty far off in the distance. And uh, it's technically possible, but whew, it's going to be tough to make. So we said, hey, you both get a shot. If you make it, $100 gift card anywhere you want. You know, and, you know, odds are I may give out one a year, maybe. And so we just decided to just do it just to throw it out there. Um, first week, two people. Second week, a few people. Third week, more. This last Wednesday, stage was full. Not kidding. Not even embellishing this moment. Completely true. Had a set of triplets and a, and a pair of twins on stage. That's awesome. <laughs> that were were not Johnson Ferry kids, right? That did not yeah. come to our church. Um, the other thing that's been really cool is we've had um, half of the people that have come are from Sunday mornings that have never tried out Wednesday nights before. That's cool. And so um, it's just, you know, it's gimmicky. I'm fully admitting that it's gimmicky. It's, you know, and then, you know, the guys that like to debate, girls like to debate the whole, well, should you, well, okay, whatever. Y'all can debate that somewhere else. I don't care. Um, I got kids coming that aren't normally coming and, uh, and we are telling them about Jesus. So it's good. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool, man. We, uh, we're liking it a lot and, uh, you know, play impossible shot music in the background. We Jim and Fallon, we Jimmy Fallon this thing. Like you wouldn't believe, you know, if listen a few episodes back to the Jimmy F. Allen episode. Yeah. Uh, and, um, loving it, man. It's good. So that's what we're doing. So it's good. Yeah. That's fun. That's we did make fun. our own though, by the way, like you can, you can, you can, there's some guy on that download youth ministry page that'll sell you one. Uh, and it's a good deal. Um, he just didn't have one currently. So we just printed our own and had it mounted on like foam core, like at a, uh, like at a FedEx printing place or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, uh, um, I saw a picture ooh, I, of it. It's pretty impressive. Oh, well, I'll give you a, Hey, here's the tip we learned too. Cause we, we didn't want to leave it hanging up all the time. Cause Hmm leaving a yeah. target set up in our youth group room all that the time. Like a bad idea. Sounds like a bad idea, right? So we mounted it on top of a, um, a PVC pipe, you yeah. know, like probably an inch and a half thick. Yeah. Um, and we took an old microphone stand. And so we just set the microphone stand down, put the PVC pipe on top of that. It's It stands right up. I mean, That's it's awesome. Beautiful. Yep, and so Logan just added some lights. Got to work with added some uh, some of those LED sticky strips to it. And oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. getting better and better every week, man. It's crazy. <laughs> That's <laughs> we awesome. didn't put a lot into it at first. It was, we were like, well, we don't want to put too much into it because like we also bought a an extra set of you know arrows and another bow just so we'd speed up the process. But anyway, it's fun, man. Just you know, gimmicky yeah, but cool. fun. Yeah, cool. It's youth ministry. That's what we do. Well, hey, I'm going to let you make the transition because I have no idea how to make it. <laughs> yeah. You have so, the floor, Jody. You have thanks. the floor, Jody. Thank you. Appreciate that. I, hey, did I, we already I, mention sponsors and everything, by the way? I think so. But we can we? again. Now, if we did, I just want to make sure we did that. I couldn't remember if we did that or not. So, yeah. Okay, good. We yeah, didn't know if, if, if we didn't, we will now. Check out YM360.com. Yeah. Use the promo code LONGERHAUL. 
Save 20%. We may or may not be batch recording today, meaning we're recording a whole bunch of episodes at the same time, uh, getting ahead on some stuff. And technically, you know, just hypothetically speaking, um, we may forget things. If we may not be remembering if we did or didn't on this episode, <laughs> because we've been sitting here for well over an hour and a half recording. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, YM360, phenomenal. They got everything. If you listen to any of our stuff, you know about these guys. Camp is coming. If you haven't picked out a camp yet, generate camp for real. Yeah, Do it's it. good. It's awesome. Uh, all their resources. Uh, last episode, we talked about D-Now, uh, Disciple Now. Talk about great resources. They've got them at YM360 uh, to do that for curriculum. For sure. Longer haul promo code. Um, yeah. And good. the folks at Georgia Baptist Mission Board, man, they love us and we appreciate them. Studentministrynetwork.com. Um, we can't thank them enough for their support. Good times. So Indeed. So hey, now, penance, now let me hear you transition. Yeah. As penance for my Jello uh, sidetrack, yeah, we'll transition to. Yeah. What, what is legitimately a very serious topic, um, and I think one that most of us are seeing, starting to feel, at least deal with. If you haven't yet, there will come a time where you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Jamie Dew comes back on the show today. He was on back in episode 11, so way back BC, um, before Chris, when uh, and, and talking about kind of equipping students to defend their faith. And so we had a really cool opportunity when we were at Conclave to sit down. He had done a – they had done a pre – conference track kind of thing on um, kind of suicide, self-harm, depression, that kind of stuff. And and so we were able to uh, to sit down with him and have him share a little bit of that uh, as well for us here. And so I hope you'll listen well. I, I don't be and not be dismissive of like, oh, well, my kids aren't dealing with that or, you know, this sounds like something I won't have to do with because I, I, I think you will. I know you will at some point yeah. and so uh, and it's good i mean he's sharp jamie's a sharp 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 dude and yeah it's a him. very it's a very informative interview and i was thinking about this jody if it and we really this this is going on in my list of potential episodes for us later on um but if if we were to throw out the topic of um things that you feel totally unequipped to handle as a youth pastor but yeah. that you're actually going to have to handle at some point. Yeah, this um, is on the list. This is on the list. Like, you know, some of that might be, depending on you, how you're wired, you know, that may be budgeting for someone, you know. Um, that may be, you know, p- adults, parents that are hard to get along with. Who knows? But high on the list, though, would be issues related to self-harm and suicide. I mean, it would just be right up there. It'd be up there with like having a kid that's been abused. I mean, it would be like, how in the world, how are we equipped yeah, for that? Yeah, you know, because yeah. they didn't teach me this in college. They didn't teach me about this in seminary uh, either, you know. Um, you know, so this is the, the kind of thing where you have to be willing to do your homework. Um, and I will say this, if you're listening, keep listening, because here's the thing. When it happens and you're faced with it, you're not going to have a day or two to go to school on this. You're going to have to be able to deal with it immediately. And you're going to have to have some background in your mind, having prepared yourself because you are going to be in a urgent firestorm of a problem in a hurtful moment. And so 
this part is really huge here. And so um, be sure to be sure to listen to this one. And if it stirs something up in you to maybe, um, you know, go a little deeper, uh, do it. It's good. Yeah, that's a good word. Cool. All right, we'll jump in here. Here we go. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Hey, everybody. Welcome, Dr. Jamie Dew. He's hanging out with us here. And we're just going to spend a few minutes. If anybody wants to gather around, great. If not, you can listen to it later on in the podcast. Hey, I'm Chris Trent, and this is Jody Livingston, and we, uh, Jody used to be a Georgia youth pastor. I'm a Georgia youth pastor now, and we do the Longer Hall podcast on the side, but we're really excited to be at Conclave. Uh, do we call you Dr. Jamie? Just, just Jamie. Just do we just call you Jamie? Yeah, because you, well, yeah. See, that ruins my question for you, because <laughs> my first question was going to be, does anybody ever get you confused with Dr. Drew? Of instead course. of Dr. D- There's Dr. almost Dew. always an R that people somehow slip they in slip there. The, and so it, sometimes yeah. it becomes yeah. Dr. Drew accidentally Dr. Drew or whatever. Or so anything you do something different than what Dr. Drew does, right? That's what's, what's that? I don't know what Dr. Drew does. Yeah, I, I just I leave it alone. <laughs> Isn't he like say, the MTV guy? Yeah. Is that? Okay. Yeah. You know yeah, all about him, Jody? Yeah. Yeah. But not not for this conversation. Not for this conversation. That's great. Hey, uh Jamie, could you do this for us? Yeah. Help us out for just a minute and give us an idea. What – give us a little background on your okay. – as far as your take on youth ministry and your, really yeah, the sure. impact, I guess, youth ministry has had in your life. Yeah, yeah. sure. So um, I'm a professional nerd, I guess you could say. I teach philosophy at Southeastern Seminary, and I deal with academics of all different sorts. And so most people probably wouldn't typically associate an academic like that with very practical ministry like student ministry. And I I get that, but I like to point out to people that actually my entire faith journey, everything about that began through a very vibrant student ministry at a local church in Wake Forest. It was Bayleaf Baptist Church. Jody and I worked together in a church uh, in the Wake Forest area for about eight years or or six years or so. Yeah. And uh, it was through a ministry like that. It was through camps. It was through all the hype and all the things that people from an academic setting, love to pick on and sort of make fun of and all those things. But God used that, and he used that in a very real way to get my attention at a, at a very vulnerable time in my life when, frankly, I was very open to the gospel, and I had faithful youth pastors and youth workers that were there to structure things and to speak into my life, and God used that to bring me to faith some 23 years ago. And so it all began there for me. I didn't set out to be an academic. I actually set out to do student ministry and evangelism and it was through the doing of evangelism. Jody, here's what here, I just heard him say that that we're not academics. That's what I just well, heard. Well, I don't mean it quite that way. But, um, certainly, I think you, he was talking to you. About certainly, that, Jody, you're, you know what I mean? you're less nerdy than I am. I'd say that. So, uh, but it was through the, it was through the doing of all those things, doing apolog, uh, doing evangelism, that I met people that had questions, and and that took me into apologetics, and that took me into philosophy, and that's how I ended up coming where I am. But about six years ago, I became the dean of the college, and so for recruiting purposes, I had to sort of re-enter the youth ministry world. And I have to admit, when I did, I felt very awkward because I'd spent about 10 to 12 years 
in academics at the highest level. And uh, so I didn't know what to make of myself. It was clear I was the one that didn't fit in, right? And I was the one that was awkward. Um, but through those That's last six true. years, That's not true. Uh, God's <laughs> used that to sort of bring me back down to reality here. And, and, uh, and it's been a very, very joyful thing. So I come to these places. I now speak at youth camps and stuff like that all over the, all over the southeast again. And I love that, and I'm grateful to God for it. I believe in this ministry and what these folks are doing very, very deeply. That's awesome. So you came early to Conclave, and yep. there was an early uh, breakout, like a pre-conference deal that happened. Correct today. Correct. Tell us a little bit about what you guys did, and sure. let's dig in for just a moment, take advantage of you being here, okay. and maybe just ask a few questions about what you talked about earlier. Sure. So yeah, for the last several years, Southeastern, we've done a pre-conference with people that want to come and deal with a very specialized issue that maybe those of us coming out of a seminary context would be a little better equipped to deal with. So we've dealt with all kinds of issues over the years, some apologetic issues, and that's actually how I started as one of the people that was brought in to do it. But over the years, it's evolved to deal with a variety of different practical issues. This year, we dealt with the issue of self-harm and suicide. Mm. And myself and my colleague, Dr. Tate Cockrell, came in. We spoke for that. I spoke on ministering to people who have lost someone to a suicide. Um, and he spoke on ministering to people that are struggling with self-harm or are tempted with suicide and things of that nature. And overall, I think it was fairly helpful for the folks in the room to think through some of those issues, and we were able to provide some some pretty help, helpful counsel to them on how to deal with those things in their ministry. So I think a lot of the folks we were talking to earlier, and you know, Jody and I do the Longer Haul podcast thing on the side, and one of the things we've learned has been a lot of folks that are out there, man, they, they feel like they're young in youth ministry, they're just getting started, and when it comes to resources and understanding. So a couple questions come to my mind when I hear you say what you're talking about. And Jody, of course, jump in, please. Um, and here's the first one, though, like, if, if you're new in youth ministry and you really don't have much context, maybe you're in a situation where you've never had to deal right. with anybody who has struggled with self-harm. Right or dealt with someone who has committed suicide. Can you give us any context or any idea of how big of a deal this really is? And I know it is a big deal, but can you just give us a little bit of framework? Sure, sure, no, yeah, absolutely. Jody and I were talking just a minute ago before we started that, gosh, when we were coming through high school and coming through middle school and stuff like that, I mean, you heard of these things, but it was very rare on how often and the frequency that people would do self-harm or that they would be tempted towards suicide or whatever else it is. Uh, but in obviously in recent history, there's been just this huge surge of these types of things. And so generally speaking, and I don't know exactly the statistics, but I can ballpark it for you, um, that every, every year America loses about 10,000 people to a suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, there are approximately 60 million people that contemplate suicide on an on a annual basis. Um, that generally speaking, grown men are more likely, three times more likely than women grown women are going to be. But when you deal with adolescents, it flips upside down and teenage girls are much more likely and prone to this than teenage boys are. It's also true that the younger somebody starts and the more frequently they do it, the harder and more difficult it will be to get them to stop doing things of self-harm, whether that's cutting or drinking cleaning fluids or things of that nature, dipping your hands in bleach and all of those types of things. The younger they start and the more frequently they do it, the harder and and more difficult it's going to be to to shake them from that. And so that's generally speaking, pretty safe to say in recent history, there's just been this massive surge of this. And while since we didn't grow up with that, really, we may not know how to calculate that. We might be a, there can be a tendency to be somewhat dismissive about that. But 
this is real life. This is life and death. I mean, whether or not there's a real maturity behind it or not for these students, the fact of the matter of it is this is happening a lot more frequently, and we have to take this very, very seriously. So if you are a student pastor, whether, mm-hmm. like we're saying, just kind of starting out trying to figure this out or, or maybe haven't dealt with this a lot, just in your context, I think, do you, let me ask this, let me back up. Do you feel like it's more prevalent in certain regions and areas than others? Like, do you see this more in like an urban environment or more than a rural environment or? Uh, No, not necessarily. I mean, you certainly, you would expect it in the more rural, you would expect it in certain places where poverty is a little stronger, but the advent of the cell phone has made things a lot different. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's at least a contributor to this. I mean, it used to be that when you were bullied, and my colleague talked about this today, when you were bullied, maybe in your school there were five people that saw it. And so the embarrassment level or the embarrassment sphere, if you will, was rather small and contained. But nowadays it happens and somebody videos it on their phone and they post it on social media and now 2,000 people may see it, maybe all within that school or all within their social sphere. And so the sphere of embarrassment is far bigger and the weight of that is much bigger. So because of that, actually, you know, you're going to find that this happens demographically across the board more frequently than it used to. Maybe there's still pockets where it's more popular, but across the board there's an uptick. Everybody's. Everywhere. So if you're if you're dealing with this for the first time, you've got mm-hmm. a student that comes to you and says, "Hey, I'm doing," or another student. Like I think what happens a lot of times is a student comes and says, "Hey, I saw this other student right. doing this." Right. Like maybe walk us through some steps. Sure. Here. Like where do you start? Where do you? At what point do you? bring somebody in or, yeah. you know, pass them off or... Yeah, generally speaking, I mean, so there's a number of fears that we have that I think cause us to engage this sort of partially or or, or very in a very lax way. We might be afraid, for example, that if we, that a student comes to you and lets you in on something that if you let the parent know, you're actually going to make it worse because part of the tension and the difficulty that the student's dealing with comes from the parent. So there's a tendency to maybe not to let the parent in. There's, a, there's a, also a tendency, well, I don't want anybody to know, so don't call the police or something like that. So there's, there are factors at play, there are social factors, if you think about it, that can cause you to really not take certain things serious in the level they need to be done. You'll, there'll be a tendency, therefore, to sort of go it alone when you're dealing with somebody that's dealing with self-harm or suicide or something like that. In other words, they've confided in you, but they don't want you to let it beyond that circle. Unfortunately, this is one of those issues, though. It's life and death, and we just don't have that luxury. Not only are there laws at play that are going to be different from state to state, one piece of counsel I would give to everybody is pick up your phone and call the state officials and find out what the laws are for your state regarding confidentiality on these issues. Because there's, you know, again, state by state it's going to vary, but the general rule of thumb is if you know about something and you don't report it to the officials, you're going to now have great difficulty for yourself legally on that. Yeah. So one yep. step you can take is just find that that out, and then that can guide you on where and how to be intrusive as you go from there. So the key word there, as a, in, in also as you do some research, there would be mandatory reporter. Yeah, absolutely. Like understanding what... Are you a mandatory reporter or not? That's right. And that's kind of the buzzword there for, I think, a lot of youth pastors. That's they right. need to dig in and figure out, okay, what are my responsibilities there as far as being a mandatory reporter? Because yeah. it, both for your own personal safety from standpoint of like what you're talking about law and stuff, but mm-hmm. also because you really do want to understand how you can best sure. help sure. a kid that's going through something like that. And Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and, and my colleague talked about that, that, I mean, you, again, the laws are going to vary from state to state slightly. Generally speaking, though, if the situation involves a minor 
or a dependent adult. It may be over the age of 18, but this adult can't give it him, him or herself basic care. If it involves those two things, there are very strict laws that you have to report these types of right. things and let people into this. So I would say know that. And then when you're in these situations, you can just simply say, I have to. I don't have the, oppor- I don't have the choice in this situation to not report this. Make sure it's couched in the fact that we love you. We want what's best for you. We're going to get you the help that you need to come alongside that. No, that's good. Yeah, and I think the key there is knowing ahead of time, mm-hmm. like not waiting until that's, right. that situation is occurring, but you, you're aware of the process before you have to deal right. with it. That's right. really helpful. Um, okay, so, so situation comes... What kind of counsel are you going to be providing to parents? Or, yeah. like, how do you guide and navigate a parent who's most likely freaking out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great question. I think, you know, the parent has got to be willing to take certain steps as well. I mean, it could be that there are factors in the home that need to be addressed. There could be certain triggers in the home that are causing this or exacerbating the situation. Um, so this puts the, the youth pastor or the pastoral staff on notice that they've got some difficult counseling to do in these moments. So it could be that things like that need to be addressed. Um, try to encourage open conversation with other folks to come in on that. Um, it may also be that the parent has some very active steps that he or she's got to take regarding getting their student the help that the counseling that he or she needs to actually deal with the underlying issues that are that are causing this. I mean, here's the thing, y'all. It's not just like, it's not the situation that you've got this small population of students that are prone to think about this and do this, and they're the only ones we got to worry about it. I mean, Dr. Cockrell asked the question today in our class, how many of you, and there's a room about 70 people, how many of you in here have actually never, ever, ever, ever thought about doing something like that and no hands went up? Mm. Truth of the matter of it is, Almost anybody at certain moments of their life can have that thought or can entertain that thought, right? So what that tells you is is that there's actually things that can be done to prevent, right? Right. And so what you want to do is be able to step in and the parent, the student pastor, everybody else involved has to, in some of these cases, be intrusive even when there's pushing and kicking against it. Because again, you're dealing with a life or death situation here. So be intrusive, be willing to take those steps, get them the help. Because the good news is, if we are intrusive to getting people the help that they need, we have a very good chance that this doesn't end badly or harmfully for somebody else. No, I think that's good. Yeah, and that's the hard part now when it comes to youth ministry. I. I think so many of us are drawn into youth ministry because of all the great moments, right? The the fun, yeah. The opportunity to disciple a student or lead a student to Christ, mm-hmm. and I think so many of us that once we jump in, we start to realize, oh man, there's some really big issues at times I have to deal with. Also, right. there's some gnarly issues, some that big be time on your front things. Door. And, and, and that's where we really have to just become experts at trying to figure out, yeah. not, not literally experts, but we have oh. to be experts at going after a solution and trying to right. help, yeah. you know, in those moments. So uh, that's good stuff, man. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Hey, do you want to take a moment? And uh, we're going to wrap things up because we're trying to keep these short, you know, okay. because we're yep. standing literally in an exhibit hall right here. Um, that's all great stuff, but you want to take a moment to tell everybody who you work for and any kind yeah, of a, sure. kind of a plug there for yourself as Absolutely. far as like what you what you guys offer there at the school. Absolutely, thank you for doing yeah. that. Uh, so yeah, I'm the dean of the college at Southeastern Seminary, Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina. We are passionate about what we're doing there. Uh, we have a great time. 
Uh, we're not uh, too serious about ourselves or anything else like that, but I'll just I'll leave you with the mission statement of the college. We are equipping students to give their life for the cause of Christ in the church, among the nations, and in every aspect of society. So to unpack that very quickly, I want to be very clear. We're not for everybody. We're really not. And I'm not just saying that. It, there are so many wonderful, fantastic colleges and universities in this country. Go to one of them. But if you are that guy or that girl whose heart is beating to serve Jesus Christ in some way, that's what we do, and that's the student that I want. I want the student, the guy or girl, whose heart is beating to give their life for the cause of Christ. And where do we see them doing it? In the church. So we train pastors. We train student pastors. We train worship leaders. In the church, among the nations, everything we do comes back to the Great Commission at Southeastern in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And then last of all, in every aspect of society, and this is the one that maybe people wouldn't think of, it, but here's the idea that if we really are going to fulfill the Great Commission, it will take not only the pastors and the youth pastors and the missionaries, it's going to take lawyers, it's going to take school teachers, it's going to take businessmen and women, it will take the entire body of Christ, per Paul's vision of the church in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the eye, the ear, the hand, it will take the whole body of Christ infiltrating culture, leveraging their life for the cause of Christ, and spending it there. And we are passionate about training that generation. So if that's what you want to do, come check us out. Jody, you should go back to school, bro. That's yeah. what I think. That's yeah. what you should do. I, uh, yeah. I'm I'll sign you up. My today. wife just I'm laughed at that joke. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, Jamie, thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely. We had love having you, man. Awesome. It. All Appreciate right. It. Take care. Boom. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's um some serious stuff there for sure, you know, but, but important, you know, and, um, I mean, we've dealt with this just recently in our own ministry, uh, here and, um, man, it is, um, it comes at you fast. And I think that's even to what you're saying before the interview, like you, you're not going to have time to figure it out then. And so having a plan and at least, somewhat knowledgeable of it is good. So I, I'm super grateful for him taking the time to do that um, and to share. I think it's it's just, it's one of those things that we wish we didn't have to talk about on a show like this, um, but certainly is important for us to do so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, and it can't be all, you know, impossible shot in jello. I mean, it has to be, true. you know, the, the real part about youth ministry is dealing with kids that are hurting and uh, make no mistake that, the impact of technology and cell phones and communication, the easily access to all that type of stuff, it really is impacting these type of things. Um, and the, the battle that we're in is stronger than it's ever been, you know, for the lives of teenagers. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. Big. Well, uh, make sure you head over also to the, um, uh, YM360, check out the stuff there. We mentioned earlier for you, uh, as far as resources go for things coming up. So YM360.com, use that promo code longer hall and, uh, save 20% there. And, uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe where you are. We'll put links and stuff in the show notes page, the longer slash episode zero eight five. And I think that's it for today. Good times. Yep. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Later. Alrighty. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.